Hello everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hogan, I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast at any time, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And more details are available on our website, which is www.refinerylife.org. Now to continue on from last week, we're beginning the new year with messages that are evangelistic in both object and nature. And the answer to eternity's most important questions is the theme for this series. And today we're talking about what it means to be saved. Last week we spoke about what it means to be lost, but today what it means to be saved. The text we're concentrating on is 1 Corinthians 6, 11. It says, And such were some of you, before you believed, But you were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified, set apart for God and made holy. And you were justified, declared free of guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of our God, the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. The scripture reading which we'll work through is 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11. Let's pray before we go any further. Father, this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that we offer our gifts to you with joy. We are grateful to you for providing us, Lord, with work and the strength to accomplish that work. We thank you for life, Lord, for salvation, for fellowship in the church, and for opportunities to serve others. Make us adequate for the task, Lord, which you have called us. Make us sensitive, Lord, to the needs of those around us. And make us aware of your presence within us, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Now, during one of Billy Graham's evangelistic crusades in Houston, Texas, a man who owned a bottle shop was saved. The next morning, he put a sign on his front door and said, Out of business. He was saved, and he would not carry on the same kind of business as before. I read of another man this week that was saved in an evangelistic service. He was called Old John. He was known as the town drunk. Someone met him on the street the next that morning and said, Good morning, Old John. And he said, Who are you talking to? My name is not Old John. I'm New John. He was born again. And a transformation had taken place in his life. I also read about a man also in Texas, this time in a small town who used to tie up his horse in front of a saloon every morning. And one morning the publican saw the man's horse tied up in front of the Methodist church. The man was walking down the street, so the publican called out, why is your horse tied up at the church this morning? And the man turned and called back and said, well, last night I was converted in the revival meeting and I've changed hitching posts. His life was no longer tied to sin, but it was now tied to the Saviour. These three stories tell us something about what it means to be saved. To be saved means to change your way of life, to tie yourself in faith to God so that His plan for your life can be accomplished. Last Sunday, we discussed what it means to be lost. Today, we're going to consider what it means to be saved. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11, Paul expresses quite well what it means to be saved. And he told in verses 9 and 10 of the sins of the unrighteous. 
they are sins against self and against others. Let's read them. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 10. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, which is by perversion, nor those who participate in homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, whose words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate, or slander. Nor swindlers will inherit any of the share of the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, Paul said. Paul indicates that some of his readers as once lived in sin, but were now transformed. To be saved means to be cleansed from sin. It says, but ye are washed. This word, but, is used to show a clean break between what's gone before and what follows. Cleansing from sin is the forgiveness of sins. When Christ saves us, he forgives our sins. Ephesians 1.7 says, In him we have redemption, that is, our deliverance and salvation through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin, in accordance with the riches of his grace. Redemption in this case is forgiveness. The first step in forgiveness of sin is to realise our need for forgiveness. Many people don't realise they need to be forgiven. Far too many people have a good opinion of themselves and haven't looked at themselves in a mirror in a long time. This is the greatest hindrance to salvation, realising that we really need it. Notice that all the other awful categories of sin that Paul spoke about, it says, and such were some of you. They were their sin, but now their sins are forgiven. How does this forgiveness come about? Revelation 1.5 refers to Jesus as the one who loved us and washed away our sins with his own blood. And this is exactly how forgiveness and cleansing come about. I heard a story once of a pastor visiting a dying woman. And he said to her, have you made your peace with God? No, she said. The pastor then said, Do you realize that you are dying and that soon you must go face God and give an account for your life? The woman said, Yes, but I am not disturbed about that. I do not have to make peace with my God. Christ made that peace for me at Calvary 2,000 years ago. I'm simply resting in the peace which he has already made. Christ has already made peace for us people, which is the forgiveness of and the cleansing from sin. We need only to enter into that peace through faith. To be saved means to be set apart for service. It says, but ye are sanctified. When we're saved, our sins are forgiven. But along with forgiveness comes sanctification, which means to separate or to set apart. When God saves us, He sets us apart for his use. Sanctification can also mean washed. This means that sanctification is a decisive action that God has taken at one point. At that time of our faith and belief in Christ, God not only forgives our sins, but also sets us apart for his service. When a person is saved, the entire purpose of their life is changed. Sanctification then 
is a definite act on the part of God at the time a person is saved. At that time, the person is set apart for service to God. We can also consider sanctification as the process of growth that each Christian experiences. Sanctification is not only an act, but it's also a process. We are to grow in grace. And to be saved means to be justified by God. But ye are justified. Justification is another term used by Paul to express our salvation. Even as God forgives and sets apart, he justifies those who have accepted Christ as their personal saviour. This is a legal term used in a vital sense. Justification basically means to show right or to pronounce right. But this definition fails to capture all that it entails. God does not merely pronounce us right. He makes us right. This is the very nature of salvation and being born again. In justification, God does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Notice that it is the sinners who are justified by God. Let's recall the list of perverted personalities that Paul named in 1 Corinthians 6, 9-10. These are the very people Paul said were now just and right through faith. And this points us to another aspect of justification. It is by faith and faith alone. Paul contrasted justification by works and justification by faith. We are justified, we're made right before God on the condition of our faith in him, not by anything that we can do ourselves. When Martin Luther was climbing the sacred stairs in Rome, kissing each step as was prescribed, he remembered the words of scripture, the just shall live by faith. He then stood up and he walked back down the stairs. The just shall live by faith then became the battle cry of reformation. And justification by faith is based on Christ's work for us. Now, or sorry, notice how we are washed, sanctified and justified. Look at 1 Corinthians 6.11. And such, some of you, before you believed, but you were washed, made by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified set apart for God and made holy, you were justified, declared free of guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of our God. How good is that? Look at salvation this way. When you all come to our place on a Wednesday night, we ride the elevator to the floor that we need. It costs us nothing for the elevator ride. It doesn't cost us a cent. But the developer of the building and the builder paid thousands of dollars for the same elevator. So it costs us nothing, but it costs someone, someone else, a great price. Salvation cost us nothing, but it did cost a great price. It cost Christ all that he had. This is what it means to be saved as we finish up today. Forgiveness and sanctification and justification are all different aspects to the same act. The experience can be yours. I challenge you today and I... I plead with you today to accept it by faith. And I want to encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. 
There's nothing that's too hard for him. He can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, if you will allow him to. You're important to God, you know that already. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises to you. So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.